Hi and welcome to the Togcast. It's a podcast based mostly about photography and uh, the stuff that I've been getting up to. I'm Chris Bedwell and I'm a photographer based down in the UK in Essex and uh, I've been uh, taking photographs on a sort of semi-professional level uh, for the last sort of three to four years. Uh, I've had a great big passion for photography uh, since I was younger and uh, I was found that I was you know getting quite good at it so I thought you know maybe I'll uh, try my hand at having my own little photography business it's been something I've had an interest in in a long time uh, so I've not just gone out one day and just picked up a camera and gone I oh, know I'm gonna be a photographer no I've uh, I've had an interest in it since I was small um, we have got actually my, my parents uncovered a, a wedding photo um, taken some years ago I think at my cousin's wedding uh, it's a family photo and there's me with my camera around my neck it was an old film camera um, I must have only been about 10 years old at the time you know 35 now so it's 25 years ago um, at least and it was one of these ones where it had like the film cassette that slides in had the little plastic shutter at the front a little flash um, I've, I've no idea what happened to it but that was probably one of my first cameras uh, and I've sort of been into, been into photography ever since really I've um, from there I've gone out of I remember when we first got our first digital camera at my parents' house and it was a time when the internet was just sort of becoming like a popular thing and uh, people were like wanting to like share pictures and things like that and I was like, well, I haven't got, I didn't even own a scanner at the time so I couldn't scan anything because all the pictures back then, this was way before, you know, the likes of Facebook and Twitter and and all this kind of thing um, and all my pictures were obviously just prints and these days it's funny how things change so like everyone's got their pictures now on their mobile phones on their computer hard drives and uh, people don't really seem to have um, actual prints anymore uh, which I think is quite an interesting thing um, I can see the value in prints of course I can um, and whenever I'm doing a shoot for clients I, I don't offer them prints as standard but it's kind of something that we sort of encourage encourage clients to go for um, if they if they want to um, because you never know what might happen you know, they might lose a disc a USB stick might get corrupted they might lose it off their hard drive um, so if they've got like a print or an album then uh, then the pictures are going to be there they're not going to be uh, they're going to fall foul of technology as such um, so when I was uh, sort of getting more into doing photography um, we'd had this uh, digital camera it was a Minolta um, it was a Dimage V I think it was called uh, Minolta uh, having been taken over by Sony uh, fairly recently I believe and we're using the camera and the camera was pretty much had a big screen on the back it had the lens attachment on the side um, but this this was no ordinary digital camera no this was a bit fancy this one had a, a lens that could actually detach from the main unit and connect it to the main camera with a uh, with a cable and then you could sort of position the lens wherever you wanted to and and shoot that way so maybe getting different angles that kind of thing and that was that was one one part of photography that I found quite easy. It could be more creative. You couldn't, you didn't just have to rely on what you could see sort of 
immediately about you could be more creative uh, with your angles and, and that's one thing I always say to people now is if they're getting into photography and they want to develop themselves uh, the first thing I always say to them is don't be afraid to look for a different angle you know, go down on your knees and look up at the subjects or or look down or or anything like that or if you've got a camera if you've got a camera with a live view function on it then use that then you can sort of you don't have to be stuck behind the viewfinder. You can see what you're shooting. And that was, for me, was when I then moved from going from that camera um, some years later and I got my first, I guess you'd say, proper DSLR. Um, and that was a Sony. Uh, it was a Sony Alpha 200. I was out in Lakeside Shopping Centre. And it's a popular shopping centre in Essex uh, with my wife and we were just walking around and i really quite fancied the idea of getting myself a proper digital camera yes i'd had the compact cameras uh we've had the sony cool pics we've had i've had a jvc model i've had a fuji film one which i bought some years before and at the time i thought it was great it was this tiny thing probably no bigger than the size of a credit card i think it was five megapixels at the time and you know at that time that was a huge advancement and then about a year later i'd got a mobile phone with the equivalent camera built into it it's just how technology's moved on um but i'd gone into jessup's that afternoon and i just looked at this case got into the store looked at the case of all these cameras and I had no idea what I was looking for. I had literally had not a clue. All I knew was I had a certain budget in mind. I didn't want to spend loads and loads of money because it was really my first uh, foray into into that kind of photography. So I, I looked at cameras and, and this Sony caught my eye. And yeah, I knew everyone was talking about Nikon and Canon as the big two. Um, but then Sony was the Sony camera was there and it was in the right sort of price range for me so I spoke to, to the lady in this in the store and I said um, excuse me I, I'd like to have a, a look at, at these cameras please um, so she opened up the, ca the cabinet and pulled out the Sony Alpha 200 camera um, and it was you know it I looked at it and I held it and you know when something just feels right and I didn't really know too much about the full workings of a DSLR camera at the time and yeah I'd seen bits and pieces but not actually experienced it for myself and I had this camera and then I was just having a look at it and it just felt right you know when something just feels right you know and it looked fairly intuitive fairly easy to use and lady in the store said are you happy with that and I said yeah let, let's do it so I uh, took it to the counter bought their own their own make flash gun to go on it it was about 70 pounds compared to what 200 pounds for a, a uh, branded one um, so I bought that took it home and started shooting away and Okay, I, my pictures weren't like amazing straight away. Obviously, that comes with time and practice and learning all the time. And even now, I'm still learning. Um, but I could tell 
this was the right move for me if I wanted to progress my photography anywhere uh, it was going it was going to happen with, with those type of cameras I wasn't going to get anywhere uh, with the point and click uh, cameras that you get and you take a holiday with you so I had this camera and it was great and used it loads and I wanted to expand on on the lenses that I had I wanted to I wanted to be a bit more experimental so I was talking to a friend of mine at work and he said that his dad had just got hold of this Tamron zoom lens so I went onto eBay and had a look for different lenses uh, for my uh, for, for the camera and I found this uh, guy had had a, a lens on sale there um, for uh, it ran about £100, I think it was. And it was a, a 70 to 300 zoom lens. It wasn't a Tamron the same make as my, my friend at work's dad had had. But this one was a Minolta. And I was assured on the listing that this Minolta lens uh, would fit my Sony camera. Uh, little did I know at that point it was actually uh, Sony had taken over Minolta. So everything that had Minolta on it would, was going to fit the Sony DSLR. So I ordered the lens, paid the money, um, and then I had an email back from the seller uh, a few weeks later, a few weeks, no, a few days later, and said, "I'm ever so sorry, but the um, the Minolta lens that you've ordered is actually out of stock. However, I can send you a Sony branded lens um, at the same price. It won't be boxed, but I can send it to you with, with my apologies. So would that be okay?" So I emailed him back and said, yeah, absolutely, you know, not a problem. Um, so it arrived through in the post a couple of days later, and it was absolutely spotless. There was nothing wrong with that lens whatsoever. And with that 70 to 300 zoom lens, it meant I could go in a bit further to what the standard lens on the camera would, would, allow, me to, uh, would allow me to do. Um, so that was great. So I was able to sort of try and experiment more, take pictures of you know birds in the trees and things in the distance, and you know stuff in, in the garden. You know, photograph aeroplanes going over uh, over the house. You know, from the back garden, um, just to add a bit more sort of you know a, a few more you know, diverse type shots to my uh, to my collection. Um, so that was great. Uh, and I was getting really into my photography at that point, and I was. I'd um, gone out and I'd started doing uh, some nightclub photography as well um, with a local uh, company called Snaptout and they're quite big in the Essex area at the time and I don't know if you're from a different area of the country but there's a company called Licklist uh, that they do nightclub photography and then there's a few others around. Um, so I'd gone to the pub with my, with my Sony camera um, and uh, taking some photos of that. I'd taken my flash gun because to start with I hadn't taken it and I was only using <coughs> excuse me I was only using the on-camera flash at the time um, but it just wasn't giving me the the kind of pictures that I was looking for so I took out the flash gun with me and it made all the difference you could, you could direct where the light was coming from and it made the pictures look look a lot better so even at that time I was experimenting and learning and practicing with techniques and and stuff like, stuff like that and uh, trying to get the pictures that that I wanted to achieve and pictures that the clients snapped out and the and the people in the pub whoever then effectively buying the pictures from me uh, get 
photographing the photos uh, the way that they would want to uh, to have them. So that was great. So I did that for for about a year, um, and then uh, we stopped doing it um, at, at, at this particular venue. Um, but then from then, I, I'd sort of gathered enough experience and confidence to try and get out there and to do more photography, um, you know, more events, do more things, and just, just get out there, really. Um, so since then, I'd, I'd gone out and I'd photographed, did some photos for um, a friend who's a beauty therapist. She wanted some photographs on her website, uh, so I photographed those for her. And from then, I'd um, then got back in touch with with the, the lady who was actually my wedding photographer. And at the time, she knew I was into photography, um, but I wasn't going to be calling myself a photographer at that time because, yes, I was interested and, yes, I could kind of work a camera. Um, but I felt, you know, I can't call myself a photographer because my work just doesn't, um, doesn't warrant that tag. So... I got back in touch with her and I said, you know, oh, hi, I'm looking to sort of get back into photography or get into doing more photography. Um, and I was wondering if, you know, perhaps maybe um, I could come along to one of your wedding shoots and second shoot with you and sort of help you out and carry your bag, that kind of thing. And uh, she said, yes, so that was great. So we'd gone out um, beforehand and we did a little um little crash course and stuff and she sort of helped me more with with the techniques and what the settings actually did and and all this kind of thing and then we went out and uh, and then i sort of helped her on a wedding shoot and that was great i got, got to be part of a big day and got to see you know yes i i'd, I'd got married myself you know maybe a year beforehand but to see a wedding from the other side of the camera literally um and see you know, what people would want photographed at a wedding, uh, see how to photograph different things, because even things like the wedding cake, I mean, to the guest, you walk into the room and go, wow, the cake looks great, and then, and then you move on. But as a photographer, and I appreciate this more now, is someone has taken a lot of time and effort and money to create this beautiful wedding cake, and it's something that should be photographed properly. Uh, so from the right angles, you know, the right details. You know, the cake topper has been sort of handmade in most cases. Uh, so photograph that, photograph the cake itself in its entirety. Um, do a nice picture of the cake cutting, you know, rather than just the wide, you know, shot. Um, so being part of of that wedding, yes, I, yes, I was carrying the bag, and you know that was fine. You know that's to be expected. Um, but we, we had a great time, and uh, and I was happy that, that I was asked to go out and uh, be an assistant again, uh, another couple of weddings uh, with, with this photographer. And you know, I was I'll, I'll always be grateful because that was my first um, my first look into the world of wedding photography, and uh, and I feel like I learned a lot uh, from there. And um, it's something that, that I've you know, always appreciated that. And uh, I, that was um, one thing that, that made me want to get into photographing weddings uh, because it's, it's, to be quite honest, it's like it's an honor really to be uh, asked to photograph um, 
someone's big day for them and to produce images that they're going to look at in years to come you know not not just the couple but their families and their friends and and uh, I'm pleased to say that you know, the weddings that I've photographed sort of within the last couple of years or so um, they've all all my clients have appreciated them and uh, it's been a sort of a real pleasure to, to do that and it's something that, that I am keen to do more of in the future and uh, so we'll, we'll be talking more about that perhaps in another podcast um, but moving on so after I had my Sony camera for a few years I um, decided that I, I wanted to upgrade so I went out and I looked, at it, looked more into the world of Nikon uh, to see what was available there and I picked up a, another Nikon camera um, a D5100 my first Nikon um, not including the uh, point and click ones point and shoot sorry and uh, this one had a flip screen at the back it recorded video I thought great you know and um, again got a, a Sony brand sorry Sony branded a uh, Jessup's branded flash gun uh, to start with for, for this uh, Nikon camera and knowing knowing how to sort of control the flash um, with the Sony I uh, it was feeling a lot more confident uh, using it with the Nikon camera um, so that was great so went out with that and I had this had the kit lens with it again and again it's like I want to upgrade my lenses I want to sort of do more so then I was reading up and I found out about these prime lenses I thought wow this whole different world really because me with this 18 to 55 kit lens um, and then there's this whole other world of other lenses which do all kinds of wonderful things uh, for photos so I went out and I got my first prime lens which was a, a 50mm 1.4 uh, FX lens um, I later found out that FX meant for full-frame cameras and the D5100 wasn't a full-frame camera so in effect I think they say it works out that it would have been about 85 mil something like that so I was out with this with this uh, 50 mil lens bolted to my uh, D5100 and the pictures were great yes it doesn't zoom but that means you've got to think more about the photo you're taking and think about your angles and your, your physical distance from the subject and all this kind of stuff um, makes you think more certainly so I've been using prime lenses more or less all the time uh, since then um, I've recently got another sort of high-level um, zoom lens with my latest camera um, but I'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. So I had this uh, the uh, the D5100 with uh, the video capability, and I first took that out to photograph a gig uh, for a band that that my brother had uh, done some work for before, because he does video and he'd worked with them um, about a year beforehand. And we went down to this to this venue, and it was in the darkest place possible for a gig I believe it was in the bar in Islington in London near Hybrid and Islington station and it was downstairs and I can't remember the name of the venue at this moment in time but it was a nice place um, but it was just so dark and light is always a challenge and I didn't really want to try and know use too much flash because I've 
kind of learned from some experience as well that if you're using too much flash it can sort of destroy any atmosphere in the pictures so i tried to go natural light if i can or using the available light and uh, this is where the 50 mil 1.4 lens came in handy uh, because it allowed me to uh, use uh, the aperture down to sort of around 1.4 1 1.8 uh, to allow as much light into the camera as possible uh, to produce to produce some good photos and um, then I, I would then use the video function on it as well to uh, to record a couple of videos of their performances as well and, um, and that came out all right I'm quite pleased with them uh, so I put them up on YouTube and I think they've been watched a few hundred times now and that's great um, so since I've had the D5100, I've then moved on. Um, still sticking with the world of Nikon, I moved on to the D700, uh, which was a, a, a full-frame camera. And that was given to me, or given, sold to me, uh, by my previous wedding photographer. Um, she'd been looking for a buyer for it for a while, and she knew that I would probably be interested. So she asked me one day if I'd be up for it, uh, for, for having it. And um, I said, yes, sure let's do it so I um, I bought it from her and uh, it's been very 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 reliable way you know when you've got it in your hand because it is fairly heavy but you know when you've got it and it makes a nice solid click when you press the shutter on it uh, it's a bit reliable although that said when there's a video going on and you can hear this clicking in the background, you know it's me taking a photo. Um, but, you know, the picture quality is great. It's full frame, which meant the f uh, 1.4 50mm lens uh, was going to be able to, to work on it as it should do. Um, and then I've got some more prime lenses at that point. I've, I've got the uh, the 85mm Nikon 1.8, and I got the, um, about a year later, I got the uh, much coveted Sigma uh, 35mm 1.4 art lens um, and that's been my main lens ever since. It, it focuses quickly, the colours are great, it's really reliable, it's a solid thing um, and yeah it's you know it was a really good investment um, and that's, those were my two go-to cameras uh, for some time in my camera bag. Um, when that camera bag's full, you know it's full because your back's hurting. Uh, carrying that thing around um, to these weddings and events and and all these other shoots that I've done. Um, so from there, I, you know, just playing around with those lenses. I've, I've got a wide-angle lens as well uh, for the uh, 5100. I got the Nikon uh, 10 to 24 mil uh, super wide-angle lens, and again, really good for interiors and that works really really well money well spent although i was doing one wedding with that camera and that lens and i'd taken the lens off the camera put it on the table in the uh restaurant where the reception was and and the lens fell off the table i was like no this <laughs> i'd only had it about a month and uh heart and mouth moment but thinking to myself it's fine it's insured I'll put it back in the camera bag. I'll look at it later. And uh, the, the bride's 
cousin, I think, uh, was was by me at the time, and he was like, well, I think he was watching me, but I think he, I'd heard from the bride's godmother afterwards that he was very impressed with my professionalism, and it's all fine. Um, and as it was, the, the lens was fine, nothing to worry about. Those things are a lot more robust than I realised. Um, so... I'd had that lens, and then I I picked up a 35mm DX lens for the D5100 as well, um, which was the same distance as the prime one that that I had, the Sigma, um, but it's sort of the, it's basically the same, but for the D5100 uh, Nikon own one, um, and again, nice, decent, reliable little lens, um, doesn't weigh anything really. Um, compared to its Sigma older brother and uh, bigger brother should I say and um, and that's uh, that that's great and if you're after a, a small lens for your camera bag for your DX camera then I recommend um, going out to get to get that Nikon lens uh, I think it costs just over a hundred pounds in the UK um, so it might be worth uh, uh, doing some hunting around and see if you can pick that up and um, so yeah, so since I've had the D700, um, everything was going great. And then I, I wanted to then upgrade one more. Um, so I've been looking to sort of grow the business and do more with my photography. And I'd heard about this uh, this camera called the Nikon D750, and uh, this was more sort of top level camera, sort of country we're talking now um wasn't cheap by any means but it's a great piece of kit and it came with a um a really good zoom lens which was something that i was uh looking to get uh for some time and um i, I saw that i could get the two together i'm just like this is i don't like to use kevin baconisms but this was a no-brainer you know it was um it was uh or is a 24 to 120 zoom lens i believe it's not in front of me at the moment it's in my bag in the other room um took some photos this morning um and it's really nice piece of kit uh good very very good quality at any at any zoom point at any aperture um the camera itself great it's got um auto iso so that been that'd be great for me for when i'm doing weddings and stuff so I can turn it onto there so I can go from indoors to outdoors without having to worry that the ISO settings wrong I can just focus on uh, photographing uh, the reactions the natural moments all this kind of thing um, which is what my uh, my photography is all about because I'm a big fan of documentary photography uh, the natural stuff so that's what I, what I like to do uh, and so that's basically where I am now you know I'm working on um, more um, more stuff in the photography in the photography world. This is my first podcast, hopefully the first of many. So if you've uh, made it this far, thank you very much for, for listening. And I'll be bringing you more uh, photography, photography <laughs> based um, chat uh, over the over the course of the next weeks, months, hopefully years to come. Um, I've been Chris Bedwell. This has been the Togcast. Um, feel free to subscribe. Find me on Facebook. Um, search for CB Togcast and if you'd like to take a look at any of my photography work 
mostly on my wedding photography uh, the website is www.chrisbedwell.net i'm also on instagram uh, for chris bedwell photo and on twitter uh, just at chris bedwell uh, so thanks again for listening uh, i've been chris bedwell this has been the Todcast. And I will catch you next time. Thanks a lot. Bye for now.